Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everyone. It's not too late. What are we saying? <laughs> Hi. Uh, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. It's Matt. I'm Dory. We are here from quarantine. What? What? Dory and I are the only people we see. We are the only people we see. Well, it's just funny because we are we the- We see our son. We see our son, but like for the other podcasts that we do, we're doing them remotely. And so it's actually kind of nice to be able to do- a podcast IRL with someone <laughs> um, who just happens to be I husband. agree. And it's also fun because she can see that I just ducked underneath my desk to unplug speakers. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. And speaking of remote podcasts, we're going to play the trailer for a new show that I 
am starting with my Forever 35 co-host, Kate Spencer. Um, We're going to play that later in the show, but it's called Here For You. It launches Monday morning. So by the time you hear this, it'll probably be... Our first episode will probably be up. We have a trailer up now, so you can already subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Stitcher and Pocket Casts, et cetera. We're still, I don't think we're on Spotify yet. We're still working on Spotify, but um, it should be up soon. And basically, we're, we're going to be doing a daily show. This is either... A five day a week or seven? Five day a week. Five days a week. So five days, five a, days week. a week, we're going to get a, we're going to get to hear what Dory and Kate are up to. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a 20 minute show, tight 20, that is meant to give you a little break from the madness. And we're just going to be kind of checking in with each other and checking in with listeners and with some of our friends. And also every day we're going to give you something to do that will help you take your mind off things for just a little bit. Um, so please do subscribe. Uh, okay. So do people want to know what it is daily life here? Yes, we do. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I asked you the question and, and, and I think they you do. Didn't answer. I think, I think, I think people are just like, everyone's at home. It's yes. kind of, or if you're not at home, you should be at home. Everyone is at home unless you're an essential worker. Any of you out there, I know we have medical professionals that listen to this program. Thank you for being you and uh, doing what you do. Do we have any other podcasters out there? Because podcasting has been deemed an essential service by the state of California. <laughs> yes, it is. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> we are going to essentially service you until God knows when. Um. But yeah, it's been pretty interesting on my end because it doesn't feel that different to me because we are, I'm not working. The Goldberg season ended one episode early. We shut down uh, a week early, a week early. So we did not shoot episode 24 of the season. Uh, I don't know what we're going to run for the finale. If I had my druthers, I would probably just air the prom episode last, which was going to be number 22. Whatever. Uh, We'll find out what we do. But I was mentally prepared not to be working for a little while anyway. And then this happened, this, this global chaotic thing that everyone's trying to snuff out. And I have adjusted by washing my hands and face a ton more. Yeah, you're definitely cleaner than you had been. Thank you. <laughs> uh, like your hands are cleaner. Your hands are always very dirty. Well, my hands are always like, yeah, they are. They're like, much cleaner and your nails are cleaner. Yeah. Yet not fully clean. But much. I'm constantly like. But much cleaner than they usually are. Dirt and like, I'm, I'm like a child who like plays in dirt yeah um but yeah uh, other than that so it's been interesting i've missed going out to stores turn off your notifications oh guys that was my email you all didn't get an email (laughs) maybe you got an email at the exact same time that happens anyway so what i'm saying is it's been not that different, although we have had we've had Henry to ourselves for a bit, um, and I just want to again say to everyone out there who 
does not have help. And that might be, and I mean anything from an actual child caregiver to a uh, nearby uh, relative that can watch your child for a bit. Everyone who doesn't have that, boy, oh boy, you guys are incredible. It is, <laughs> it is an exhausting 11-month-old. Yes, he's very active. With two people who have things that need to get done. And it's just a game of hot potato with the baby. Yeah. Just like tossing the child back and forth. Yeah. And he is just ready to run around. He's almost walking. He's taken a few tentative steps. He has, yeah. Um, we missed the first two last week. Yeah. When we were podcasting. Yes, yes. Uh, but luckily now we're podcasting after he goes to bed. Yeah. Because it's on us. Um, but, uh, it's been an interesting time. Again, I, I think on, on my end, other than some like real technical difficulties in trying to figure out how to record the podcast with Andy remotely mm -hmm. and being able to hear clips and being able to hear both of us. But you finally figured it out. It took a lot of work, but I got there two nights where Andy and I were, I was just, we were, I was just futzing with technical stuff constantly going, okay, Andy, can you hear me? <laughs> Can you hear Captain Picard? All right. Hang on. And Kate and I had some technical difficulties too. Yeah. Um, she ended up having to get her computer repaired. What? Her computer, like her, her computer has always had problems. Like I think she got a lemon. Um, it's possible. I mean, we've, I've replaced computers before. Yeah. After like third time in for service in three months, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna replace. Like it. her Wi-Fi never really worked that well, and I guess like the. D uh, let me guess, MacBook Air. No, MacBook Pro. What? Yeah, because I was like, don't get the Air. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, it's not a piece of shit. It's not a piece of shit. But it's I. A, it's just prone to. Uh, I had had bad experiences with the Air when I worked at BuzzFeed. And so when I left BuzzFeed and I was buying my own computer, I bought the MacBook Pro because I was like, this is a better computer. Um, and so I like very strongly told Kate to get the Pro. And yeah. from the beginning, hers was just like not something was always up with it interesting um and so finally i think the other day it was like oh it like wasn't really working hilariously andy's computer is so old he's got a 17 inch macbook pro which they haven't made since 2008 or 7 whoa uh he's still using it and the fans are so loud that i can hear them when we're recording whoa so he's gotta do something about that but yeah, so we've adjusted. We've not. We're not seeing our podcast co-host other than yeah. our husband and wife situation here. Yep. Uh, Henry does get to go out on on uh, walks walks with in his stroller six feet away from humans. Um, I've been taking Bo out for walks. Uh, Bo Bo was already social distancing. Yeah, and honestly, like our whole like. Chase, switch sides of the street when someone's coming like with, yeah. with Bo is perfect because yeah, that's totally. exactly how we should do it I should honestly take Bo to stores if I need to go grocery shopping I just <laughs> take Bo with me and then I will uh, automatically stay six feet away at least from everybody yeah I've just like I've just been trying to discourage Matt from like just dropping in at the 
drugstore or the gas station or like, you know, like I feel like you like to go out and just like pick up a thing or the hardware store. But yeah, ironically, know? though, I've been to the hardware store a ton. I know. In the last like three, you know, because it's finally, we're finally both home and we have to get all these things done. But luckily, our hardware store is not far from the house. It's a quick jaunt. I get home. I immediately go in the house, wash my hands and face, and then go about my business. Yeah. We, we're trying to take every precaution we can. Uh, it's a very small group of people here. <laughs> thank gosh. But also, I wish we had like a living mother or grandmother, I suppose, is what I mean. Yeah. We have a I am mother. a living mother. Yeah. And a barely living dad. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's been interesting. I wonder how you're all adjusting. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know how it's going. Let us know in the comments. Click the bell icon so that YouTube notifies you. I can't say coronavirus because YouTube will demonetize. Really? Yes. That's so weird. It's strange. Um, I'm. I'm also. I'd love to hear from some of our healthcare workers, listeners, our healthcare worker listeners. Yeah. How you guys are doing? Um, so, please email us. I will say IVF related. The biggest uh, benefit IVF gave us here, guys, is that uh, I was a big fan of the soap from the jerk off room. <laughs> this crazy. It's like antimicrobial green medical grade soap that was there for hand washing. I was such a fan of the soap that I ordered it. Like I ordered three big bottles of it and I forgot about them and they sat in my trailer for God knows how long. And then when we wrapped, I took boxes home from work and I, lo and behold in there was three of these, super soaps and that's what i've been using and we've been using here to wash our hands and face it's been great i'm trying to find it but i feel like because it's literally medical yeah like you have to get it from like i don't even know i don't know where i I ordered on amazon back in the day yeah i can check my order history and find it for people but that's what we've been using and it was the soap from the jerk off room yeah you loved that soap yeah because i was like "Mm, my hands smell fresh what is that (laughs) It was always that soap. It's weird because it like it, it it does sort of. When I smell my hands, I'm I'm reminded of yeah. Maybe you just want to be transported back the process of ha- of of attempting to get a Henry. Yeah, I got to tell you, some weird stuff comes up when you Google antimicrobial medical soap. <laughs> Don't Google it then. Like germicida rolled in soap. Do you think that some of that germicida would have helped with Henry's yeast infection segue? Henry has a yeast infection. (laughs) He does. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. I didn't even know that that was a yeast infection until I read it on on our rundown. Did you know that? What? I didn't know that's what he had. I told you that was what he had. I texted you that never, to you as soon as I found out. No, no, no. You up. said, Dr. Priest wrote a prescription. I have to go to Walgreens to pick it up. No further information was given to me. I thought I told you, but it's weird that you also didn't ask. Well, I just was like, I just assumed it was a, like a bad rash. Here's some extra good stuff. It's prescription. 
That's all. That's what I thought I was mean, happening. I mean, that's essentially what it, it is. is but. Um, but yeah, it's a yeast infection. And so we have to be like extra careful to keep the diaper area dry and make sure that it is dry when we put the ointment on. Um, we have to keep putting it on for four days after the infection goes away. But I will say I got the, I got the stuff on Thursday mm-hmm. and within a day it was looking a lot better. That's uh, true. It, I, like it was like a magic, I would say. I would describe it as a magical uh, ointment. You know, you sorts. can search within your orders. What do I search for? Soap. Oh, <laughs> don't tell people what I'm doing. I didn't expect you to tell people what I was doing. Um, is this it? That's it. Yeah, Healthlink Aloe Guard seventy seven sixty. Moisturizing antimicrobial soap, 18 ounce aloe vera infused, sold individually at $18.90. No, at $23 a, a bottle or a three pack for $48.99. That seems like a better deal. And it will be in, I got the three pack, that's why we have three. And it will be in stock on April 4th, everybody, if you're going to order it on Amazon. Okay, so it'll be in stock in two weeks. April 5th, you can get a refill. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Should we just order some more? April 13th, you can get a single bottle. Wow. Done. Um, so anyway, back to the yeast infection. Uh, we had just been like, wow, his, his diaper area is so red. It was like bright red. It was super super red and nothing was helping like we were putting his regular we use um triple paste diaper cream which usually clears up rashes like so fast we just call it butt paste butt paste um and that wasn't helping we tried a and d ointment which is like antibiotic that wasn't helping we tried some anti uh, hydrocortisone that also wasn't helping and so i finally just snapped a pick and emailed it to our doctor, which is a thing you can do, even though it makes me feel kind of weird, but they say it's fine. Um, and then she called me the next morning and she was like... Delete those messages. Yeah. You'll be arrested. Um, she was like, that's a yeast infection. Oh. A quick, a quick, easy eye identify. Yeah. And I was just like happy she called me and I didn't have to take him in. Um, yeah. I, I really like our doctor. Our, our, I think the... Uh, the practice is great. Really yeah. is terrific. Uh, and I'm very grateful for them uh, being so responsive and also for Henry having such good care. Yeah. I, you know, I got to think that having all those like open sores on his butt from the hand, foot, and mouth probably contributed to like bacteria getting in there. Open sores? Yeah. When he had hand, foot, mouth, there were like blisters on his butt. I never really saw him. Oh, you didn't? I was working. Oh, that's right. It was so bad. This is like, I sound like the worst father <laughs> on the planet. There were blisters? Open? A yeast infection? <laughs> we have a baby? <laughs> oh, you know, I will say it's been really nice to be able to spend time with him. Like all the guilt that I would have constantly has sort of subsided as uh, I get to spend more time with him. Good kid, decent mom, <gasps> shitty dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our Henry update. Uh, 
let's see what's our emergency stock update we have a decent number of uh toilet paper and and um paper towels because dory shafrir the lady did a large order many weeks ago i would say three three weeks ago right it was like when we went to vegas to see dave matthews yeah four weeks ago three weeks ago it's crazy that that was three weeks Mm -hmm. ago like think about all the people that was insane three weeks ago something had happened and and i got very nervous and i placed i think the new york cluster had started is that what it was i think so something had happened that made me very nervous. And so I texted, my parents were staying here with Henry and I texted my mom and I said, Hey, if I get an Instacart order, like, will you be there to, you know, accept it? And she said, yeah, sure. And so I just got like a thing of paper towels, a thing of toilet paper. Um, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. I also placed a target order that I picked up with like diapers, Mm -hmm. wipes, um, which apparently you can't get anymore. You can't get wipes. It's for every, everything's probably in stock April 5th. Yeah. Um, I got some of him, like some distilled water. I don't know. I just bought a bunch of stuff and that I'm really glad I did that because I didn't have to stress out about the great toilet paper shortage of March, 2020. Yeah. Wow. It's such a weird world all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, it's not all of a sudden. It always had been very strange and fascinating to me just how quickly the vast majority of our lives can change yes it's not that like a an individual family's life can change that that's not as fascinating as the fact that i could drive to santa monica in 20 minutes in the middle of the day tomorrow if I wanted to, but I won't because you can't really, there's nothing to do. They also closed the beach parking because too many people were going to the beaches. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Oh, here's the other thing too. I don't read anything. I don't obsess over it, which is good or bad, depending. I allowed Dory to do that for us. Uh, and I get my news. Essentially, I hear the NPR news update uh, three times a day. And that is sort of the end of it. My cell phone usage, everybody, was down. How many percent? What was the percentage? 40 something oh, yeah, percent. A lot. I'm da- my, my cell phone usage this past week was uh, two hours and 47 minutes a day total. And that includes the time listening to music. Wow. So, like, and that's when I walk bow. So that's like an hour of that is bow walk. Yeah. So. I mean, it's just like, and I, on the other hand, I'm glued to my phone. She is. It's like literally, I mean, she's got so many text chains going with various people. But look, we have toilet paper. Yeah. I mean, thank God you were glued to your phone. Exactly. All I'm saying is, is my, am I, do I have blissful ignorance (laughs) or am I just getting the information that I need? Am I doing it wrong? I mean, you were very blase about it for a while. I have been. Because I think that my the like my blase attitude allowed us both to not be panicked at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, I'm so blase about this. I'm going to go to a foam party. Like, I wasn't like... Because you love foam parties. <laughs> right. My blase about it is very different from someone else's maybe a person who has like an active social butterfly life. Yeah. My blase 
what has changed? Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't been to Guitar Center. Yeah, but I had to tell you to stop having Andy over. She got rid of Andy, everybody. I did. And that might be the greatest gift <laughs> I've ever given you. Ever done. <laughs> you never uh, have to go back to recording in person with him again. He said that today. <laughs> He's like, you must be so excited. <laughs> We never have to do it in the same room again. Uh, what did he say, actually? Uh, sounds good. Anyway, um, we do really want to hear what you all have been up to. So email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And you can call us at 413-461-BABY. Uh, Andy's direct quote. I said, the podcast sounds surprisingly like we were in the same room. He says, oh, cool. I guess this will be the last time we ever record in the same room independent of coronavirus. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Good times over on Star Trek The Next Conversation. Give that a listen if you want to forget the world yeah, and, and live in a world of Star Trek where they have figured it all out. Anyway, right. I guess we'll be right back. We will. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but, like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out, uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We're back. Hello. Oh, guys, I'm excited about that new podcast. Me too. What a treat it will be. It will be such a treat. Um, okay, we heard from several listeners who's... Um, Transfers, transfers, and retrievals have been canceled. Um, So I'm just going to read a couple of these. This first one is from Brittany, who says, we did three rounds of unsuccessful IUI in 2019, saved up some money, and also got a loan for IVF. Since neither of our insurance covers anything fertility related to start the IVF process, we went through a retrieval in February, which we got three embryos, yay, and we're going to do a frozen transfer on the 19th. Insert coronavirus. I called Tuesday morning, the 17th, and they were still going full steam ahead with procedures. Our clinic stated they follow the two reproductive societies, being the American and European ones. The European one had already stated to cancel or postpone any cycles of any kind, but the American one had yet to come out with anything. Three hours later, the clinic called and said the American society had finally come out with their list of precautions, so the clinic was not doing any procedures until they reassessed the situation with the pandemic at the end of the month. I know they're doing this to be safe, but I can't help feeling so disappointed. I'm also a nurse at a local hospital, so I'm seeing the effect of this pandemic firsthand. Mm. This whole situation is hard to handle, and I know there will be some good to come from waiting till the pandemic is over so we can just have one less thing to worry about. Thank you guys so much for your podcast. It helps me feel not so alone, and congrats on your little one, Brittany. Uh, Brittany, uh, sorry to hear that, and thank you for nursing it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's just, that would be so frustrating. So frustrating. Like, as it gets closer and closer, I, the only thing I can think of looking on the bright side is that we might not have to go on that trip to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you buy the plane tickets yet? No. <laughs> Did you book Disney? We got to book Disney. If you want to go to Disney, we have to book it. I didn't do it, honey. You better do it. Eh. We didn't do it. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Finally, she sees what it's like to be inside my head. Something else I did, right? Something else that inadvertently I was like, see? I forget what it was. But it's like, there have been a few things lately. Ah, I remember. My bulk ordering of Lysol wipes long before this disaster, because that's how I used to clean everything. Mm. And then Dory was like, hey, uh, can you get something with like a harsher chemical so we can actually kill some germs on this uh, floor here? And I was like, finally, you've come around. (laughs) 
they're so harsh. They like, like, I feel like I got a migraine every time I use them. I was like, I was like, I might have some stuff in the, in the, in the, in the shed. And she's like, well, like what? I was like, CLR. She's like, what's that? I was like, calcium lime rust remover. She's like, that sounds too harsh. I was like, okay. I'll see what I got. But, uh, that's the other thing where I'm like, she gets me now. Finally. Yeah. <sighs> feels good to be vindicated by a global pandemic. Okay, honey. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, that being said, Brittany, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I feel for you and I hope that life can return to normal as far as retrievals and, and, and transfers are concerned as soon as possible. I can't imagine how, frustrating that would be although i mean i guess it's as frustrating as everything else with these stupid goalposts that keep getting moved by everyone when you're doing ivf anyway this is just like yes this is just like the world moving the goalpost again. yes yes um aaron wanted to give a shout out to the fertility nurses that i've worked with who have all been amazing at every step i don't envy having to make those calls to cancel and it sounded like my nurse has had a rough go of it already with people yelling or demanding to talk to her supervisor. I have a feeling the nurses in our country are about to get hammered. So maybe we can collectively summon kindness and strength to pass on to them during a time that is devastating for us all. Wishing you both the best. Stay well and keep the quarantine podcast coming. She also has an amazing PS, which is shout out to Bo. I've only been listening to your podcast for a few months and I just assumed that Bo was some sort of sad looking pug mix. Sorry, Bo. <laughs> Looked at his Instagram this week and was delighted to discover a big, adorable guy with the cutest face. <laughs> I, I am insulted for Bo that you thought such a thing. Uh, I want to know what it was that we dis- what we said that made you think that. How we described him that made you put that image in your head? Uh, because we have done a disservice. Our dog is incredibly handsome. He is. Uh, he has he, a lot of faults, but he's very handsome. He's, I have him over there right now. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I have a picture of Bo on, on the wall in my uh, office where he's just looking up at all the paint. <laughs> oh, you put your auto body shop up there. I put some. Well, it's also a guitar painting shop up there. Oh, too. I see. Okay. Uh, I put shelves in everybody. It was exciting. Uh, I've, 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 I put the paint up and out of the way. Not that I need to worry about Henry, but in the future, maybe yeah. he gets a hold of a ladder. I don't know. It's really starting to come together in here. It's starting to. It's, there's lots to be done, but you know, as I as as you know, we're all finding activities to do during this global pandemic. Dory's worried about a bug that I don't care about. Okay. Let's see, I just blew it away. Yep, you did. Not going to kill it. Going to let it live out its days happily, free of coronavirus. His day doesn't change. No. What about the birds that live at Disney? You think they're, they're like, where's the food? Yeah. They're like, where is everyone? Where's the fucking pretzels, brah? <laughs> where are the churros? Brah. <laughs> where's the popcorn that kid drops? Um, all right. We're going to hear a voicemail that was left as a voice memo. Hey, y'all. My name is Carrie. Um, my partner and I have two science babies, a four-year-old and a three-month-old. So I have picked the best time to come off maternity leave because I work in the hospital as an ICU pharmacist. So um, we found out Sunday that our 
Um, daycare was going to be closed for at least this next week, maybe the next two weeks. We'll see. Um, so that was kind of short notice. We found out Sunday night that they were going to be closed on Monday. So I still have to go to work. My partner still has to go physically to his work on Monday to get set up to work from home. So what we have done is we have hired one of the daycare providers to come babysit today, Monday. And, um, this was last Monday. We really just kind of last minute threw together our, our plan for work. Um, again, I work at the hospital, so I can't stay home. Um, my plan is to go in at 5 a.m. and, um, work my shift in the ICU. My, um, follow-up comes in at two. So we're going to try to, you know, tag team out at two and I will come home and, um, relieve my partner and let him try to get some of his work done. He's a programmer, so he has a little more leniency in his hours. Mm -hmm. So he's going to work the afternoon and early evening. So that's kind of our plan. Now, the bigger problem is I have to, uh, decontaminate myself when I come home from work because not only am I at the hospital, I'm in the ICU. So I'm going to see all those really sick patients. So Here's my plan. I have um, a pair of shoes just in my car. So when I leave the hospital, I get to my car, I Lysol the crap out of my shoes, then put them in a baggie in the back, back of my car and put on my car shoes. And the second I get home, I strip down at the back door um, and put all of my dirty hospital clothes into a basket. So I'm just out there in my underpants and I hope my 90 year old neighbor doesn't see me and have a heart attack, but <laughs> she's going to be fine. We'll make it. Um, so uh, I take all those dirty clothes into the house, throw them straight into the washing machine. And, um, then I go and bleach or Lysol everything I have touched from the back door to the laundry and then I go scrub up to my elbows or get immediately in the shower depending on how gross the day was. So that's kind of my plan to not infect everyone in my house. Um, we really wanted my mom to come be our, our, our option for childcare. Um, but my mom is 70 and I didn't want to risk her. She was all for it. She's like, yeah, I'm coming in I'll do it. My mom is 70, but she's a young 70. I know everybody says that, but my mom is out there water skiing. She bar hops That's with her young other retired friends. Still a, yep, young um, 70. She is gardening. Uh, she's out there being super, super active. She was going to go um, skydiving not too long ago, but the friend that was going to go with her broke her leg, so she couldn't go. Um, so super, super young, super, super healthy, but I don't want her to touch every gas pump between her house an hour away and mine. Right. She's still 70 years old. So, um, we're trying to make it work with just me and my partner right now and, um, hoping I don't get sick. Um, our, uh, yeah, no, that was it. That's our, that's our plan. We kind of came up with last night to, uh, to get through this, um, we live in rural Mississippi in 1,100 square feet, yes. just the four of us, working working on convincing my partner we need another dog, but we lost our dog <laughs> two years ago, 
and it was his first dog he's ever had, and it really, really hit him hard. So he's not quite ready to make that attachment right. again yet. Him. But um, so uh, since I'm happy, we need a puppy in our house vibes. Bye. You need a puppy in your house? <sighs> I get that. That is, you know, it's funny. Dory and I said this the other day, Thursday, like after um, L.A. County, I guess the state of California went on. What, what were we calling this? Stay at home? Yeah, I mean, it's essentially shelter in place. Yeah, shelter in place. Uh, and, uh, you know, Holly uh, chose to stay home, which we were totally 100% in support of. Please stay, shelter. And Dory and I were, like, dealing with Henry and, like, trying to figure out how, what works, what doesn't work. Two hours, two, you got to have to, you get to do this, I have to do this, let's figure this out. And we're just sitting there with each other in the playroom and we're like, thank God we're both not doctors. Yeah. Because it's like we would, I don't know what we would do. There are, I get there from what I understand, there are some childcare centers that are staying open specifically to take care of healthcare workers, kids. But that, that probably can't feel good either. You're a healthcare no. worker and you're like going to drop your kid off with other healthcare workers' kids. Of course. It's like, there's like, it's there's a, no great solution. It's a Kobayashi Maru, honey. <coughs> yeah. Oh no. What was that? A cough. Dry? No. A little wet? A little wet. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. I'll check my <laughs> oxygen when we go in the house. I also bought an oximeter. She did. She was very sad when the first day my oxygen was better than hers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, maybe you should stop smoking. Boom. Wow. Nailed it. Um, but thank you. Also, the voice memo, guys. That's just incredible quality sound. Yeah. She left a voice memo and emailed it to us. That's what you all can do if you're thinking about it. If you're, say you're in the UK or, uh, or, or down under. You're by all means anywhere in the world. And you don't yep. want to pay yep. a yep. long distance fee. Just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us. Yeah. Um, all right. We got an update from Heather, who emailed us last week about some insurance stuff. And she wrote, hi again. Woo. A lot has changed since I wrote in. I find myself <laughs> <laughs> stuck to the news and listen to your Corona pod to hear your take on all this. And I heard my email read in real time. So fun. I wanted to update you all. We had planned a vacation to Spain as a break before we started treatments, IUI slash IVF plan for when we returned. We canceled our trip, tried naturally this month, and now that the shit is really hitting the fan, we are talking with our RE about the pros and cons of postponing treatments. I have half a mind to take a trying to conceive break since my new gynecologist is now in a major hospital. Yeah, fun times. Our state has recommended that non-essential surgery be postponed, so who knows what that means for my clinic. I did hear back from my insurance, and IUI seems to be covered with no age limit. I also found out that my RE would have to be on board with three stim to transfer cycles and submit a plan to that effect to the insurance. So my plan of banking embryos just in case may or may not work. At this point, all this is the least of my worries. I'm wondering how your other listeners are planning or replanning around this outbreak. I did post about this in the Facebook group. I'm sure you'll be getting more emails about this in the future. Uh, despite all my type A tendencies, I may listen a bit out of order to hear what listeners think about this. Also, I did not see what print. Sadly, I was not a listener at that point. That bookstore is great, though. Thanks, Heather. Um, thank you, Heather, for the update. Um, Heather, you put it very succinctly at the top of that email. <laughs> a lot has changed. A lot has changed since <laughs> last week's Corona Pod. Yeah. Yeah. A lot has changed. Um, we did hear from, we heard from one other listener um, 
Catherine, who shout out to all the, uh, by the way, all the all the truckers out there who are yeah keeping the supply chain moving. Seriously, thank you, truckers. Um, yeah, and thanks to all of the grocery store workers. Yes, thank you. Still working. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we appreciate you. I, who don't I let me just get on some who don't I appreciate mm. um I don't appreciate the people that like to use weed whackers exactly when I start podcast recording I don't appreciate them either thank you okay um Catherine wanted some input she says we are just about to start our first IVF cycle in early April now looks like that start will be delayed for the foreseeable future. I'm planning on at least two months of delay. I can't decide if it's worth it to try naturally during the wait. On one hand, I could get pregnant. There's a one-third chance that it's a normal embryo. Then we won't have to do IVF and everything would be great. On the other hand, I could also get pregnant. There's a two-thirds chance that it's not a viable embryo. And then I have to go through another miscarriage and have delayed our IVF start even further. Mm. She has had um, mm. a few miscarriages. She also has a balanced Robertsonian translocation. Um, would love your input and advice as people who have endured delays and heartbreak throughout this process. Also, I've no idea the direction your podcast has taken in the 256 episodes I haven't listened to yet. <laughs> so fully recognize this might not be the best fit question anymore. No, no, it is. Believe it or not, not a ton has changed. <laughs> um, I think I, w- I think I would try naturally. Yeah, I think I wouldn't. I think I would sort of... Uh leave it in the hands of fate might as well make hay while the sun shines yeah okay so when her eggs divide there's a two-thirds chance that the embryos have the wrong genetic information and a one-third chance that the embryo is genetically normal so she has had two miscarriages mm-hmm. um uh, look i don't know how odds work but it sounds like you're due for a one-third yeah i would i don't know i mean I, get, I I think I would probably try naturally just even though it's been so hard. And I know that like the the potential agony of the miscarriage uh is something to to think about and to and to possibly worry about, but I would also say to that to that point even in IVF there are no guarantees that you go through totally. a cycle, there's no guarantee that you are, you know, going to avoid the heartbreak. Um, so I would say you just, I say, you know, take your hat in your hands and go for it. Yeah. Good luck. Um, all right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be RB. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone! We're back. That wasn't we so short. Are back. Oh, wait, that was short. Short for us. <laughs> um, 
Okay. I'm going to read an email from Lillian. I just want to mention that she does go into some detail about a miscarriage in this email. Just for anyone who... That's an FYI. Yeah, it's an FYI. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, she also says, I mentioned posting the very long link for navigating health insurance stuff in the show notes, and I forgot to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, We were very... I know. We were very like, we got it. We, and, we I, and I wrote it down. I said, the, like, remember to post it, and I forgot. And also, by the way, I noticed that it's in the top of the show notes yes. on this one. Yes. So hopefully I, that gets yes. posted. All right. After being told numerous times that we had coverage for IVF, I was diagnosed with DOR, diminished ovarian reserve. We did four retrieval rounds and a transfer last year, and almost everything was covered. However, received a letter from insurance at the beginning of March stating that the processing and payouts of our IVF claims was an accident. What? That infertility coverage is not part of our plan benefits, and that infertility claims would not be covered after March 15th. I'm summoning the energy to see whether this notification is even legal, but it'll be a while before I can fight it. At our 16-week ultrasound last Thursday, we found out our PGS normal baby girl, Tink, had died the previous week, and we had to make arrangements. Tink was born on Friday, March 13th, and we are devastated. First loss to IVF, third loss overall, trying since 2017. Mm. So now I'm back in the IVF game, and we don't know whether I need to get some more embryo insurance and bake more embryos or what. In any case, I took insurance for all I could so that I could help other women in IVF need. I've got about $50,000 in Stims Med in my fridge that I was planning to donate to my clinic but may need to use myself. I started listening to the podcast in March Last year, after a friend told me about the Facebook group and my husband broke his leg, I had lots of dog walks and was tired of listening to silence. Like so many others, I'm greatly appreciative for the pod and the Facebook group. The Facebook group was the first infertility group I joined, and I had avoided joining support groups because my past experience was that they tended to be negative or filled with drama. Not so the excellent group. The excellent group and spinoff pregnancy group that I joined a month ago is literally the one group I know will be drama-free. Always incredibly helpful. The eggheads are family, except they don't fight or say nasty nasty things. In fact, there's a post the day before we learned of Tink's demise that was so helpful in learning what to expect after this devastating and unimaginable loss. It sucks that so many people have experienced this shit, literally nothing else to call it, but it's so wonderful. They're open to sharing with others to make this gauntlet a little easier. What I'm trying to say is thank you for everything. Once an egghead, always an egghead. Lillian in Flagstaff, Arizona in 3,200 square feet on a little over an acre, living with a husband and a rambunctious 45-pound dog who has his own Instagram account at Remy, R-E-M-I, dot the dot destroyer. (laughs) Remy the destroyer. Yeah. Living in Flagstaff with quite a bit of land. Yeah, in a large house. Sounds pretty dope. Um, Lillian, I'm so, so, so sorry to hear about that. I'm, yeah, that sounds really hard. It does. It's always a little hard to hear about other people's losses and stuff like that, but it also is a little heartwarming to know that you have a community out there of people who are there to hear you and and talk to you. And we talk to you, weirdly, through the podcast one-way communication of our voices. (laughs) Um, But we're happy that your dog walks are less silent now yeah, and that you feel less alone. Yeah. Hmm. All right. This next email is from Jess. I'm on maternity leave with my rainbow super science baby boy during this quarantine. Our fourth transfer was finally successful. And then my water broke at 25 weeks when the umbilical cord prolapsed. I had to have an emergency C-section. 
I've been a listener for years. Thank you so much for all the info and laughs along the way. But when my baby had a 50% chance of survival, it got too hard to listen. Now that we're home after four and a half months in the NICU, we tell him regularly that he owes a lot to science. I'm listening to new episodes as they come out and going back and listening to the episodes since Henry was born. I have two questions for you. What's a favorite recipe that I can make while stuck at home? And if this quarantine lasts well into the summer, like some are predicting, what's going to happen to all my favorite TV shows? Thanks, Jess, in 2,000 square feet with a husband, baby boy, and a golden retriever in Minnesota. Uh, favorite recipes. No, I'm not looking up the turkey recipe. <laughs> well, I just made, I made banana bread tonight. Martha Stewart's. Martha Stewart's best, I think it's called Martha Stewart's best banana bread. It's a good thing. That's what she used to say. All the time. Oh, um, it's really good banana bread. Uh, yes, yeah, Dory did a great job using up the too many bananas we bought for Henry. Yeah. Uh, my favorite recipes. Are... I mean, I can't. I don't. I would say look it up on the internet. Hopefully, it's out there. But uh, the uh, Frankie's uh, Cavatelli uh, brown butter sage sausage pasta. Yes. Frankie Spatino in 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 New York. Uh, what's it called? What is the what is the what Cavatelli? is the number? No, what's the number? Frankie's four fifty seven. Yeah, so look up Frankie's four five seven sausage cavatelli recipe. Don't get deterred by the fact that the cavatelli is the first half of that recipe. You can skip that. You can buy a store made pasta and just go for the brown butter sage and sausage thing. Oh. It's a dream. Dory used to enjoy that. But she's a vegetarian now. And I haven't made it since. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, what is going to happen to all her favorite TV shows? Well, if it went into the late summer, that wouldn't be a horribly crazy problem for your TV shows. Because we usually don't start shooting until August anyway. Uh, I was, I talked to, I was on the phone with our showrunners, uh, yesterday or I forget they, all the days have blended together. Uh, and we were sort of bouncing it around talking about what we would do next year regarding if this is still happening. And my guess is like a lot of people, like my friend, uh, Chris, uh, Kula writes for, uh, lower decks, the new Star Trek animated show. They're, their room essentially now is they do zoom. So they're doing virtual rooms and we would probably do a virtual room as well. And hopefully once all of this, we figure out, you know, all the precautions that need to be taken, everything we we can go back to shooting in August and, and you would theoretically not see a delay in your favorite shows. I don't know what the fuck they're airing this summer though. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully some reruns written by Matt Myra. And there's no sports. I know. It's wild, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's unprecedented as far as organized sports are concerned to have this kind of a thing happen. Because it's not like, you know, it's not like we can, the world's at war and all of a sudden we have to get the girls to play baseball in a league of their own. Sure. It's, it's no one can gather to play these things. Yeah. So... And it's not like the NFL players are on strike, so we've brought in the replacements. It's just very strange. Unprecedented time. I can't imagine what's happening to ESPN's ratings. 
They've got to be cratering. They've got to be in the in the basement, as they yeah. say. Um. Okay. We had we got a couple of rye questions. Let's hear it. We're big ryers. Okay. Um. Veronica was inspired to learn about rye from our podcast and joined the Visible Child Facebook group that one listener recommended. Um, I'm also in that Facebook group. It's 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 valuable. The the woman who runs it is like <laughs> she wrote she rules it with an iron fist. I think sometimes you have to. Yeah. You know Especially uh, with parenting stuff. And with Rye, you're like you can't say thank you. <laughs> you have to say you did that. Um okay. She has gone down several rabbit holes on starting solids. I love the idea of baby led weaning, but the rye method of feeding also seems very sweet and respectful to baby. I'm by no means a rye purist and don't expect you to be an expert either. I'm just looking for a balance that works for us. And I'm curious what you guys did. How did you first introduce solids to Henry? Did you start with purees and spoon feed in lap? Do you use a high chair or similar device? Is there a version of baby led weaning that is more sensitive to rye and doesn't use a high chair? Answers to any of these questions would be helpful. I'm just looking for an honest opinion that doesn't come from a blog or Facebook thread because, wow, there's just so much information out there. Thanks for the podcast, Veronica, in 1,500 square feet in the New Jersey suburbs of Philly. Um, Veronica, we've done, we've kind of done a hybrid. Um, we first, we did first introduce solids with Henry sitting on my lap. I actually put the, put the food on my finger and had him kind of suck on my finger. Yeah. Um, did that for a few days while he kind of got used to the concept, then started with a spoon, but we always also let him, um, feed himself, even purees. Yes. Essentially once finger time was over, it was Henry's hands on deck. Yeah. Like with a spoon in the picture, but he didn't have to use a spoon. Um, these days for, just for ease of cleanup, we have been doing a lot of making food and putting it in pouches um, and feeding him with pouches because it's a lot three times a day with him. A lot of a, a lot of a mess. A lot of mess, um, and we just kind of had to make the calculation of like, okay, until he's really eating finger foods, we're kind of doing a mix. Like. We'll do some finger foods he in, the, in a bowl. Yeah, he starts his morning and he starts each meal with a little bit of fruit. Yeah, he always has some fruit and he, he can, eats that those. He, that he hands himself, yeah. you know, like raspberries, blueberries, etc. Slices of up. banana, slices of strawberries. And, and then there, sometimes it's time. Occasionally we'll do a bowl. Occasionally we'll do a bowl with like some hamburger meat. Like I, I've made hamburger patties, but I kind of break them up because when I've tried just giving him the little patty... He gets confused by He it. gets confused. Um, some little pieces of roasted broccoli I've been giving him recently. We tried green beans. He didn't really know how to eat them. Um, sweet potato, like mashed sweet potato, he really likes. I'll put that in a bowl. He'll feed that to himself. Um, His oatmeal, we used to do always spoon, and we switched to pouch recently. Just, again, mess situations. But he handles it himself. He takes the pouch. Yeah. He tells us when he's done. He raises his hand and twists it. Yeah. And we go, all done? And then he sometimes thinks, yes. And then he sometimes goes, I tricked you. I, want, <laughs> I actually want more. I want more. Um, so, yeah. So, I think we're kind of gradually trying to introduce more foods that he can pick up and eat himself. Um, but, you know, choking and gagging was really scary to me. Still is really scary to me. And... 
I've been really cautious about in trying, you know, introducing foods that he could potentially choke on. And, you know, baby led weaning is all about that stuff. And I know we're going to hear from people who do baby led weaning. And if you do it, that's great. It just was not for us. Um, Wait, but what? baby led weaning. What is the difference? Baby led, the, like, Hi. father. The, <laughs> a lot of, like, the philosophy around baby led weaning is that the baby eats what you eat. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do and that. And feeds themselves and, like, chooses what they want to eat. Yeah, no, no, no. We can't do that. Um, Our kid hasn't even had sh- salt yet. And they have like, a whole thing with, like, knowing when they're gagging versus when they're choking. And, you're, and you know what? I don't want to make that determination. Exactly. So that was just kind of where I landed on that. Um, while also encouraging him to, like, pick up and eat things that I deemed safe. But in a way, we're doing that because we're putting things we deem safe in front of him that's why i said we're doing kind of a hybrid yeah but we're not feeding him like we're not what we eat we don't eat at the same time he does i know like it's just like not just doesn't work for our family and our schedule and as our as our rye instructor always says well that works for your family yeah um and we we will still occasionally do a meal on a tray in his playroom but again because so much of what he eats are still purees it's extremely messy and I feel like we were kind of putting a pin in that until his food is a little more solid. Yeah. He's a messy little baby. Yeah. And I, you know, I know he'll be messy for a while, but right now because so much of what he eats is purees, it's like especially messy. Um, I hope that answers some of your questions. All my friends that had kids and I would see the car seats, I'd be like, how does it get so filthy? It's unbelievable. But like now I'm like, Oh yeah, you get it. crazy um okay emily wanted to know how we went about deciding on the rye school of child raising how did you first hear about it? are there any good starter books you recommend now that i'm almost out of my first trimester it's starting to sink in that i will actually be bringing home a baby that i will attempt to raise into a decent human i'm starting to think more about parenting books and ideas and less about pregnancy stuff anyway would love to hear more about how and why you chose it uh i heard about it isn't it weird that it was me that brought it in? It is. How weird is that? I bet, I, bet, I bet our listeners are even like, wait, what? Yes, everyone. Hi. Because Dory and I, for a long time, had the discussion of how to raise a child. You know, seemed like a pipe dream, something we'd never actually have to do. Because IVF is a miserable thing. But when the day came, we sort of were just, well, not when the day came to raise a child, but like, you know, when we sort of were talking about it, I just was like, as I always said to Dory, I was like, I mean, I'll just talk to the baby. Like, and then she would, she was like, you can't reason with a baby. (laughs) These were your words. Yeah, I know. And I was like, no, but like, why not? But Rye is not about reasoning with a baby. No, no, but it's about treating that baby like it's a person that you could reason yes, with. Yes, it's, it's treating the baby like a complete human. Yeah. But... Which is how you reason with you reason with complete being. Like, I can't reason with Bo. No. But you also can't... I feel like... Whatever. You, love, is, you is, love to bring this up. No, but this is how... I'm, she asked how it came about. Mm-hmm. How, where in the story so far have I gone awry? You just arrived. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, 
I feel like you you act like we were like wildly divergent on this and we weren't. No, no, we were in the sense that I would just was like you I was like reason and logic. I feel like it's going to be reason and logic and you just you were adamant that you cannot do that with a child. Mhm. And I just was like, all right, maybe you're right. I don't know. And then I had a discussion. I was talking to one of my friends at work. I was talking to Chris. And he has two daughters who had both gone through rye. I went home and I said, we should look up this rye thing. This sounds like it's exactly what I was talking about. Dory looked into it. Turns out they were having a class very close to our house, a, pre, a pre-baby class. And uh, we went to it. Isn't it wild that that was like a year ago? That's like exactly a year ago. Yeah, I mean, you weren't you weren't twelve months pregnant when we went to that class. I mean, nine months pregnant when we went to that class. Weren't you like? It was March. Was it? Yes. I thought it was like before that. that was like, no, it was March. Oh, it was March because it was towards the end of the season yes. and I was on set all yes. the time and you, I had to like. Yeah, you I had got to that leave. Flat tire on the way yep. to the class. I had I Ubered to the class. Yep. Then I had to go get my car yep. afterwards because you were like, you better fucking be at this class you made me go to. Yep. And then I left early and got a flat tire. Yep. But um, anyway, so we went to that, found Rye, and uh, went to the pre-baby class. And it all made sense to us in a way. I would say it 90% made sense to us. Yeah. Um. And we sort of were like, oh, look at this. It's like a sort of a, a guide to how to do this thing. And we were so worried about, I don't want to put words in Dory's mouth, but we were so worried about uh, being isolated and alone and not having family near and just really having to sort of have the undertaking of raising this baby without knowing really how to raise a baby that we found the Rye class helpful. And uh, we, for the most part, are pretty wry. Right? Yeah. I mean... Um, a good place to start would be Janet Lansbury's website. It's JanetLansbury.com. Um, she is a rye. She's been a, she's a long-time rye associate. She, she leads rye classes. And she's written a bunch of books. And she has a podcast called Unruffled. That is a great parenting podcast. Um... I refer to her as my rye queen. That probably is not her official title. Um, but she is kind of like the rye guru, in my opinion. And she, I think her website is a good place to start if you kind of want to learn more. All right. Um, That's the story of rye. That is the story of rye. Um, Anonymous wants to know about sleep training, Henry. What method we used, what your experience was with it, and how old Henry was. Um, they're all right. Little guy's about to turn six months, and this mama is tired. She says, "I get it. We would have been too." Yeah. Um, we basically <laughs> did the Ferber method. I really am enjoying listening back, thinking back to our podcast. You know, before the baby came, and thinking back to all the people that wrote into us. Oh yeah, so 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 smugly. All the smug motherfuckers out there <laughs> who said to us. 
oh, yeah, you guys think you're going to do that, but trust me, your kid's going to be in your bed before you know it. And it's like, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? You know, the child doesn't get to decide where it sleeps. No. It's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you say to the baby, Henry, this is your room. This is where you sleep. We love you. And get the fuck out. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. Um, yeah. But like... No, we basically did a kind of a, a Ferber method where, uh, you know, you let them cry for five minutes, then you go in and then you let them cry for 10 minutes and then you go in and then you let them cry for 15 minutes. And every time they stop crying and then restart, you restart the clock. Um, so that was like essentially how we taught, we sleep trained him. Um, and then in terms of like getting rid of and the night. Let's get no bones about this. We... For the first three months, we had a night nanny, a night nurse. Yeah, helping us. Because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. And, and we had no she help. She taught us how to bathe him. She taught us how to swaddle him. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, because we're awry, we're like, ah, how are we, are we going to really? And we sort of got him out of the swaddle very quickly. Um, and uh, it was just something, I just want to be clear that we, you know, there's no planet where we could have really a hundred percent of this as two individual human beings who had to work during the day. Yeah. But you know, we, we only had her for three months we had her for 12 weeks. Yeah. And then after that, it was on us to sort of do everything that we had learned and yeah. to follow through on that. So that's where this Ferber method came in. Yeah. And the five minutes, 10 minute situation. And you know, it's funny. I found a post it when I was cleaning around here. Uh, that said, uh, 10, 20, PM, 1.5 ounces, uh, 1.43 AM, 2.5 ounces. And it was just like, Oh God. And it was a post-it from like, probably when he was. Well, cause our, the night nurse, yeah, cause she didn't come every night. No, I know. So there were nights where we were on duty and. You know, we would have to keep track of how much. And I would actually take the first two because I was such a night owl anyway. Yeah. That I would be like, well, why don't you go to bed at your normal time and I'll just be up anyway. Except I still had to pump and I was pumping it like. Well, I had to wake you for that pump. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yep. I had to come in and turn the light on. Yeah. It's a wild thing to think about. Yeah. Just how these babies just can like throw your life into upheaval and it goes by so quick and then you think about it and you're like that feels like a thousand years ago but it was like seven months ago yeah it's wild so we also we started like trying to eliminate the night feeds um by reducing them by like half an ounce to an ounce every i don't know every couple days i don't remember exactly um and we had, he was sleeping through the night and then around like four months, he just stopped sleeping through the night. And I remember we went to our pediatrician and she was like, he's hungry. You have to like, you have to feed him again when he wakes up. And we were like, shit. <laughs> Cause we thought like, oh, we got like, we got this. And then she was like, no, like he's waking up because he's hungry. He was waking up at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Um. So we like reintroduced a bottle then. And then, you know, he got like, that didn't last very long. That only lasted a couple of weeks. Yeah, that that yeah, that didn't last long. And then there was the period of time where he would wake up 
uh, because he had rolled, rolled over. over and couldn't get over. Yeah. yeah, he could roll onto his stomach, but he couldn't roll back onto his back, and he he didn't know how to sleep on his stomach yet. Yeah, and he would freak out a little bit, and uh, you know, I'd get the I'd get the shove, and I'd go out there, and I'd try to sneak in and roll him back over, and then you put your hand on his chest, and you say, "Okay, Henry, you're okay, good night." But then, then finally, there was one night where you were at work, and I was putting him down, and. I went between like, he went down at 6.30, between 6.30 and 7, I probably went in there like five times and like flipped him back. And I was finally just like, okay, dude, you got to figure this out. And I just let him cry and I felt really bad, but also he stopped crying and then he fell asleep on his tummy and he was like totally fine. Well, you solved the problem. Then. I did. Was it a five, 10 minutes that you were in? Um, I don't remember exactly. Um, I also remember... The other period of time, which was he would spin himself and hit the bars of his crib. Yes, and get his, stuck. And his head, with his head. Oh, my God. And then he would scream. And then I'd go in there and I would do it, give him a quarter turn. Actually, I'd try to angle him so it would take him a while yes. to roll back into that. Uh, but those were the reasons that he would wake up uh, in that period of time. But once he got the whole, I know how to sleep on my stomach... And gosh, when he became super mobile, I mean, he constantly is like, he's, he's a, he's a twirly baby. He moves around like yeah. crazy in there. We also, we do, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> he's dead center right now yeah. on his stomach, butt in the air. He, oh no, he changed. Yeah, he changed. Um, I never, we never bought any sleep books, but from what I understand, I think some of what we do is from the happy sleeper like we have i have a thing that i say to him every time i put him down i say you know i i say henry i'm going to put you down in your crib now and say night nights and then i put him down and i say night nights henry i love you have a good rest and i rub his tummy and then i leave the room and that's like a thing that the happy sleeper says to do and that's also like you know rye would always that that was how they told us to put him down too was to put yeah. your hand on their chest and connect with the baby and, yeah and say you'd be back yeah um, but also like learning how to put them down drowsy, but awake was hard, but paid off. Like he do, he doesn't, we close the door now. I mean, he's 11, almost 11 months old. He'll be 11 months old this week. Um, but like we close the door now. He babbles to himself, depending on how tired he is. He babbles to himself, doesn't scream, talks to himself, for like three minutes and then falls asleep like dead asleep yeah and like i feel like we put in the work early and it has paid off bath time routine yes bath time routine thank god i was home for those first four months oh my god yes all right we're gonna play one more voicemail i think we're gonna wrap things up we've been going for quite a long time I know. pandemic nothing <laughs> there's a bounty of podcast out there for you <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Laura calling from Michigan. I am not in quarantine. I'm actually out here delivering for FedEx. Um, I was just calling Thank you for keeping because the, the podcasts that are still coming out on a regular basis make it like it's just a normal day out here for us. And I really appreciate what you guys do. And I was wondering what podcasts do you guys listen to or what books are you listening to to keep yourself sane? Um, cause we could all use a little bit of that right now. <laughs> Thank you for everything you do and, uh, keeping my Monday a little bit normal. All right. Bye. 
Uh, wow. Do I listen to some boring podcasts? Are you ready? <laughs> Dory. Uh, I think, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and pull up my down, my downcast. That's what I use to listen to podcasts. And I'll just tell you a little bit of my subscriptions. Are you ready, everybody? I'm ready. Here we go. I'm going to start from the bottom up. Uh, I like the Weekly Planet. This is a fun Australian uh, podcast. I actually found these guys on YouTube. And it covers all pop culture bullshit that I enjoy. Comics, etc. Comic book movies. The TV Campfire. It's not coming out regularly right now. But... Uh, great podcast from the from the ladies who bring us ATX every year. The truth about vintage amps with Skip Simmons. <laughs> wow, uh, that's uh, hosted by Jason Verlindi of the Fretboard Journal podcast uh, and the publisher of the Fretboard Journal, a great great guitar uh, periodical. Uh, and uh, it's just Skip and and they do it's sort of like our podcast in the way that we take questions. And, you know, I really, here's what I want to do. Let me just say this right now. The format for this podcast and essentially, I guess, the format for Dory's Forever 35 all come from my endless listening of this podcast called The Fret Files, which is Eric Da and Melissa Da. Uh, Eric made that guitar right there, honey. Mm-hmm. And Melissa made this guitar strap right there. Uh, but they uh, host a podcast called The Fret Files, uh, and they answer questions. And I love that podcast very much. It was recommended to me by one of the repair guys over at Westwood Music. Uh, you're probably bored by that. <laughs> uh, proof, the uh, podcast to end all podcasts of food. It is a great, great podcast. Incredibly well produced. And it's by the America's Test Kitchen folks. Song Exploder. Which is a great sort of... Uh, like, here's a here's a podcast. There's a, They did a, an episode uh, from January about Semisonic's closing time. They break apart the song track, like, sort of like track by track how it was written recording process etc song explorer that was recommended to me by uh, colin hanks uh and that's sort of what i listen to doughboys of course you know if you want to hear people talking about restaurants i don't know what they're going to do now oh yeah <laughs> where they're going at this point i guess they're just gonna <laughs> do mcdonald's until mcdonald's shuts down although they can do a lot of delivery yeah and a lot of places are still doing takeout all right. Dory. Um, okay. So here are some of the ones that I that I enjoy. Um, another beauty podcast called Natch Butte, hosted by the delightful Jackie Johnson. Um, Reply All, which is a podcast Boo. about the internet. What, why are you booing? Oh, is that the one that I don't like? I don't know. Is that an NPR podcast? No, it's a Gimlet podcast. Oh, thank God. 
Are you thinking of Wait, Wait, Don't yes, Tell Me? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Reply All, apologies. Reply All is a great show. I, I take the boo back and I give it to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Um, Who Weekly is a great podcast about like C-list celebrities. Um, I love Death, Sex, and Money. I also love Proof. Um, Criminal, I enjoy. Eater's Digest is a great podcast about the restaurant industry. Again, unclear what they will be doing now um g thanks just bought it is another forever 35 uh produced podcast that is a delight i highly recommend it um and of course listen to here for you listen, now. listen to here for you uh subscribe uh, their trailer is out which means you can go over to apple podcasts stitcher uh wherever you get your podcast Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to the show. Um, reminder, we're still doing Patreon shows. We're still doing Patreon episodes. And what what's that? I'm just thinking about the fact that we haven't recorded one yet. It's I know. crazy. I've been too busy with Star Trek The Next Conversation. Literally, you've been recording that for like hours every day. <sighs> um, so much Star Trek. But, but hopefully... The- I only have five more to do this week. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll do a Patreon tomorrow. I have to do two episodes of Star Trek tomorrow and you have to record Forever 35. How are we going to do that? All right. We will do Tuesday. Um, Okay. You can subscribe at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. And thank you to all of these listeners. Oh, yes. Our Patreon is still there. Our Zoom recorder just fell, but I still hear everything and everything is not worse for the wear. So big thank you to our patrons out there. Patreon.com slash Excellent Adventure. Uh, don't forget, you can get the entire back catalog if you support the podcast. Uh, whatever level you are, if you're at $5, you'll get one podcast a month. 10 you get two podcasts a month. If you want to sign up for one month and, and go, hey, I'm going to get some content real quick. Go ahead. Corona the shit out of it. Uh, so thank you to the following people. Katrina Borson. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Christopher Fanaghi. Laura Dodge. Laura Madge. Laura Rosenblum. Lauren. Lauren Gleason, a.k.a. Donkey of Prey. Leslie Shoup. Lex Conant. Oh, uh, hi, Lex. Uh, Liesel. Linnea Funsel. Maggie Fleming. Martin Hedegaard-Peterson. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Magana Prasad. Lemon Linda Phelps. Michelle Islam. I'm sorry. Try Isom. that again. <laughs> Michelle Isom. I'm going to guess Isom, but... Isom. Michelle Kitzmiller. I have some ideas of how to say that name. Mike Zytek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Uh, Mariah Adamick. Mr. Bundy. (laughs) Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossart. Nikki Maraca. Patricia Faust-Rezig. I'm doing this without glasses because Henry broke my glasses and guess what? Lenscrafters is closed. Paul Sharp. Paula. Did we do Patricia? Yes. I didn't hear it because I was talking about glasses. I said it. Rachel Downey. Rachel Kuzma. <laughs> Robert Olson. Sabrina Stern. Sadie Massa. Sandra M. Sarah Prager. Sarah Rystead Long. Sarah Lewis. Sarah Swift. Sherry Olson. Siri K. Gaskey. SJV. Stephen Azar. Tanya Kerchemin. The Holterman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Wolf Fox. Amanda Schramm. Anonymous in Brooklyn. Bradley Johnson. Brian Gusky. Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Uh, Danielle Nuziforo. Uh Deanna McLean. McLean. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Eliza. Elizabeth Kimani. Uh, Freya. 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 Gita Drury. Freya is a name. Holly Purpura. 
Jane Ennis. Jennifer Simon. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Joanna Reinwald. Jordan Hamesley. Kaylee Hendrickson. Karen Perlman. Katie. Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Joyner. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Laura. Laura Bennett. Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. M. Upcher. Mara Voss. Maria Bishop. Marina Breed. Mary M. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Hey, Mom. The Florida thing, not wanting to go to Florida, wasn't about not wanting to see you. I do want to see you, but I just don't know about traveling all the way to Florida. Okay, let's move this along. Mom, look. <laughs> all right. You. Bye. Melanie Bronbeck. <laughs> Michelle Chudzinski. Nancy Olson. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Gidmore. Narantha Balagopal. Olga Zilstra. Reagan Parsons. Rebecca Dawson. Rob Fine. I would say Bean. Rob Bean. But I'd be wrong. Samantha. That's it. Thank you all so much. You're all wonderful. Dory, thank you for being a worried mom and getting us through this. You're welcome. You are the best a man can get. Oh, thank you. (laughs) No longer is it Gillette. It's It's Dory Shapiro the lady. Uh, Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Very okay. soon. We're doing it. Regularly scheduled programming here over on Podcast Town. Don't forget to subscribe to Dory's newest podcast venture. Here for you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.